Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of the AMSSM Fellows Online Education Lecture Series podcast. This podcast is meant to supplement our live and recorded lectures as an additional method of tuning into our education material. This is not meant to replace, but rather supplement your fellowship's curriculum and prepare for the CAQ. I am your host, Elliot Hu, and I'm joined today by Dr. Michelle Henney, a sports medicine physician of Releve Sports Medicine in Winter Haven, Florida, and Dr. John Frazier, a board-certified orthopedic physical therapist, scientist, and leader in the United States Navy, who is currently serving as the Deputy Director for Operational Readiness and Health at the Naval Health Research Center in San Diego, California, and also teaching faculty at the Primary Care Sports Medicine Fellowship at the Naval Hospital Camp Pendleton to discuss the topic of ankle sprains. Welcome, Drs. Henny and Frazier. So we just heard an excellent lecture given by the both of you on ankle sprain diagnosis and treatment. So let's start off the discussion without further ado. Can you briefly discuss for our listeners the prevalence of ankle sprains in athletes and the consequences of misdiagnosis and delayed treatment? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that one first. So, so prevalence here, we're talking about uh, over 2 million uh, lateral ankle sprains occurring annually within athletes. And the, the biggest concern here, you're talking about the sequela. What, what are the long-term sequela? It is super important for athletes to understand and, and to be aware that a lateral ankle sprain isn't just an ankle sprain. There's certainly a, a very important process that they should be going through in terms of returning to activities. And there's also long-term sequela that they want to initiate certain types of management programs to help to mitigate or avoid those potential sequela from developing. Dr. Frazier, anything to add? Just from a uh, military tactical athlete perspective, we also know uh, we just recently published a uh, paper looking at the burden of ankle sprain. And, and we know that similar to sports where, you know, ankle sprains are, are one of your primary injuries, one of the top injuries in, incurred in collegiate and high school athletics, but military tactical athletes that have different occupations are, all, are similarly exposed to some of the, the hazards in the environment that, that ultimately uh, result in ankle sprains. And it's, you know, at least from using, you know, uh, retrospective uh, studies of medical encounters, we know that, that there's a substantial burden for ankle sprains and it definitely contributes to uh, our, our caseload on, on, the, on, on the clinical side. Definitely. Thank you for the, uh, the great responses. Uh, let's finish up the, uh, the discussion with a final question for the both of you. Uh, can you discuss what imaging studies are currently recommended in acute versus chronic ankle sprains? And what are the recommended evidence-based treatments and rehabilitation protocols for acute and, and chronic ankle sprains? Okay, I can start with the imaging and then and then uh, punt over the rehabilitative strategies to you, Dr. Frazier. From, from an imaging perspective, it really does come down to what is the suspected diagnosis? Are these athletes or people who are presenting, are they falling into Ottawa ankle rolls? What the typical first imaging study is going to be looking at getting x-ray imaging. From an x-ray perspective, what are you trying to rule out? Certainly trying to rule out fractures. You can get some uh, initial information regarding potential osteochondral lesions that can give you some initial information regarding the potential of multi-ligament uh, injuries or syndesmotic injuries. 
dislocation events, which can then lead you towards the potential of pursuing additional imaging. That additional imaging at this point, for the majority of the time, we're talking about MRI and CT imaging. The CTs are typically utilized more so for bony injury, if you're looking for how much displacement there is for a fracture, if there's a concern of a, let's say, for example, different types of fractures, it's, it's maybe you're saying, is this a triplane fracture versus a Salter-Harris fracture versus um, other types of fractures, the CT is going to give you that type of imaging. MRI can be very beneficial when it comes to those, uh, the, the soft tissue looking um, potentially at ligaments. It does also through the T2 and the flare and the stir sequence imaging. It's going to give you that information on inflammation. You're going to have things lighting up. You're going to be able to look for even the potential of the stability of something like an osteochondral lesion. And then finally, we know that from an ultrasound perspective, and certainly in the sports medicine world, we have all started utilizing ultrasound more often from a diagnostic perspective. I do think at this point in time, there is some evidence that this can be a, an additional adjunct imaging option. It hasn't yet come to the mainstay. It's not the typical initial investigative modality. However, at this point, it's being utilized as an adjunct. My expectation is that as more and more clinicians become familiar with it, it will definitely make its way further and further towards in terms of finding its path, finding its, finding its position in that diagnostic tree. It's going gonna, it's gonna to insert itself um, into specific scenarios in a, in a more utilized method. So I think that's forthcoming. It's not there yet. And it's, it's just because we're, you know, continuing to educate more and more sports medicine providers um, nationally and internationally. Uh, I'll pick up from there. So, you know, when we're talking, when we're thinking about like managing, you know, individuals that have lateral ankle sprains or inversion uh, ankle, ankle foot injuries, I think a number one, you know, the physical exam is going to be very important because we know that the, the pathomechanics that occur during these injuries, the, the blast pattern and the heterogeneity of, of clinical findings, you know, while there's, com there's common elements that we typically see, such as perhaps joint laxity of, you know, you know, of the rear foot, I think it's important to kind of consider the individual impairments that those individuals come in, the body system impairments, the sensory you know, the, the sensory motor pieces, the joint uh, impairment, or when I say impairment, that could be either laxity or hypermobility as a result of the injury, as well as any osseous injury. So I think physical exam is very important. Now, as you mentioned about the rehabilitation side, and, and I think this is from any type of management from a treatment perspective, I think that needs to be based on the physical exam and, and treating the individual elements of body system impairment that individual presents with. Now, I think it's also important that, you know, clinicians employ the elements of evidence-based practice, you know, to include not only the evidence that we talked about today in our lecture, but also, you know, factor in the patient preference, which is, I think is very important, as well as the clinician's experience when, when, when providing that. 
Because when you're talking about the context of body system impairment and how that contributes to activity limitation, such as an inability to run or participation restriction, which is they, they can't run, so therefore they can't, they can't practice or play uh, in their athletic uh, sport. I think there's also contextualizing factors such as intrinsic, whether they have you know, their psychological status, any comorbidities they may have, as well as the environmental factors. Do they have the support of the team, you know, to provide greater exposure and return into the, into the uh, event? I, I think that's, I think that's all very important. And, and once again, you know, we have published practice guidelines, which are not a recipe book. It's once again, it provides the clinician guidance but you know you're you're going to have your boots on the ground. You're going to see the patient. You're going to be you know interacting with that individual. You know using proper judgment and and the tools that you are giving as a physician. I think it's going to be very important. Wonderful. Thank you for your expert insight. I, th- I think you know as athletes strive to be stronger and faster in order to compete longer and better. Uh, I think chronic ankle instability is expected to be on the rise given the commonality of recurring ankle sprains. Um, Certainly misdiagnosis, delays in treatment uh, can cause chronic ankle instability um, and it can be devastating to an athlete's career. Um, So this concludes our podcast. I'd like to again thank our speakers, Drs. Michelle Henney and John Frazier for their participation and their time. And we hope that you will join us for the next episode of the Fellows Lecture Series podcast. Thank you, everyone, for your attention.